Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Can't train this stuff. So good. Ah, oh, it's just natural too. It's like, oh, it's a gift. How do I use it? Welcome to Bloom Party on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. I am the gifted one. Please address me as such. And I know you will. 65780 Air Comfort Service. Text line. Uh, we get, we kind of got a different show today. We like have stuff. And I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm out of my, out of my element. I feel like I'm doing the show topless today. <laughs> and big spoiler, I'm not. Rats. But uh, Dan McLaughlin is going to join us earlier because I want to get into this brawl and I want to get his perspective on the whole thing. We have sound from uh, the festivities yesterday and Dan is going to join us coming up at 1020. So I'm looking forward to that. But we kind of got some news here. And that's, that's getting me out of my element. Jackson, you look so confused and so concerned over there as you stare into this monitor that your confusion and your concern via osmosis is now entering my sorry, not topless body. No, all good. We're just, I was just preparing the audio. Okay. How do you have to prepare audio? Uh, mostly open it into the uh, software. Got that it. would be the preparation. So, um, I don't know where everybody is on the topic. I know where I am on the topic, so therefore... Honesty and media, full transparency here on uh, 101 ESPN. I am pro sports wagering. I think you can be pro the freedom to wager on sports and not necessarily want to do it yourself. Sure. For example. Um, and there was momentum in the state of Missouri for this legislation to actually be passed that people would be able to be betting on sports this year. How about that? How about that? Would have been great. Would have been great, uh, except last night it died in the Missouri Senate, and uh, that means, according to Missouri uh, House Rep uh, Wesley Rogers, who joined us on uh, the Ryan Kelly Morning After, which airs live on 105.7 HD2, humble brag, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., uh, he was our guest about an hour ago. He says it is dead. It is now dead. Uh, here is an excerpt of that conversation we just had with the uh, Missouri Rep. Rogers uh, about 60 minutes ago on TMA. I think a lot of people who enjoy gambling on sports were bullish on this thing uh, passing, and it died last night in the Senate. What are the circumstances surrounding it? So it, it died, and you know we're in session now, but we're only in session for two more weeks. So it died, and at the soonest it's going to be next year, and you know, who knows after that. But he, so here's what happened. The bill made it out of the House with broad bipartisan support. Almost everybody voted for it. Uh, it went over to the Senate. And the short version is there's a group of people who really want video lottery terminals, which I call gas station casinos, tied together to the sports gambling. So uh, that issue, this, the video lottery terminals are much more controversial than sports gambling. And when you tie the two issues together, it just doesn't have a path forward. And that's what happened. Uh, what do you uh, attribute the reasoning for those uh, being against it to, uh, Wes? Being against the video lottery terminals? Yeah. yeah so, the, so, and I, I'm, 
I really don't care personally. All I really cared about was sports gambling. Um, but what's happening, I know Illinois got them, South Dakota's got them, a few states fairly close to us do. But if you go into these restaurants or gas stations or truck stops, you'll see what's, what's basically a little mini casino there. And the people who don't like them, and again, this is not necessarily me, it's just, you know, what we hear is, you know, it's hard to regulate, so it's hard to keep kids out of there. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep problem gamblers out of there. And so it's just hard to regulate, and, and people don't think that that's a great thing. Like I said, I, I don't really care. The problem, the practical problem we have is if we want sports gambling, we've got to do a clean bill. When you bring in something controversial like that, it kills it. That's, that's the bottom line. So it was filibustered last night in the Missouri Senate, and that is what killed it. So that ended it. And I think what a lot of people think, and that is why I asked the follow-up, um, and I wouldn't blame you. Two, two things that I think people think, and you're always welcome to agree, disagree, it's fine either way. It's a free-for-all. 65780, or leave a mic drop. Jackson won't play it, but you can leave one. It's sponsored right. by Rhino Shield. Number one, I think if you polled most people, doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, at this point in 2022, if they would be for or against sports wagering in the state of Missouri, I think it would be for in the 70 to 80 percent range. Jackson, what do you think on that arbitrary say, percentage? I was going to say 65 percent. Okay. Uh, so we're operating both on the premise that it, it would be at, the, at a minimum approximately two-thirds, two out of three people would right. be on board at this point. Um, I also think running parallel to that, man, I don't know, 90-plus percent of people were not aware that this was on the verge of happening last night in the state of Missouri. Right. Um, and so when it died last night, and it's something I've been monitoring, um, I wanted to bring attention to it and also the reasoning. And then furthermore, as I continue to assign arbitrary per percentages here, uh, I think most people would say, oh, the reason it didn't pass are social conservatives who are anti-gambling for whatever reason it may be. Um, whether they just think it's bad for society or religious reasons, whatever the case might be. But that actually is not the case. Later on in the interview, I asked Representative uh, Rogers about that, and he said that th those days, that used to be the issue. That's not the issue anymore. The issue, are, the issue is uh, really singular, and it's what he called in that soundbite you heard, gas station casinos, those right. gaming machine machines. And uh, the people who were withholding their support, and in this case, it was Missouri Senator Denny Hoskins, who filibustered last night in Jefferson City, uh, wanted those to be uh, protected with this sports wagering. And when those were not protected, uh, that's when sports wagering died in Missouri. I would imagine now 90 plus percent of you are going, well, that's dumb. Right. And I will join the 90 percent of you yep. on that. That, that, that sports wagering would be taking place in the state of Missouri in 2022 and millions of dollars in tax revenue that would be earmarked for education uh, will not be coming into the state because of not people going, oh, I'm, I'm against gambling. It's my faith. I think it's harmful. Take your whatever reason those would be. It's not where I am, but I. But hey, listen, people have differing opinions, and I think it's disrespectful to not respect the differing opinions. But in this case, uh, the the business, so to speak, of the uh, gas station casinos 
is the reason. This wasn't a principled vote. It's the business of the gas station casino. And since that wasn't tied in and they didn't want the top line revenue chopped up with sports wagering, last night in Jefferson City, sports gambling in the state of Missouri died. So there, there is the reason. And now you are aware why it will not happen. As we continued in our conversation with Missouri Representative Rogers, who for the record is, uh, as he calls it in his Twitter bio, a lame duck state rep from Missouri's 18th district, which is uh, in Kansas City. Uh, he said that uh, he guarantees, guarantees, he volunteered it. It's not like I asked him. Uh, he said he guarantees that it will be uh, in the state of Missouri, as in sports gambling, within three years. It's just a matter of when, but the latest is three years. So as to why three years, uh, it is his belief that the people who are currently in office will not be in office in three years, and uh, therefore it will clear out any remaining resistance. There it is. There it is. So uh, your thoughts are welcome. Uh, Tim, I hate your opinion on letting other people have opinions. Thanks. That's from the 618. (laughs) Are we giving away any tickets? Because I might just (laughs) ship them right there. Uh, what comes first in Missouri? Gambling or legalized marijuana? Both moneymakers. Missouri just can't get it right. That's from Gibby. Uh, boy, gambling was really close. I mean, gambling yeah. got through the house. That's the furthest it had ever gotten. It had never gotten through the house. And it got through the house, if you were listening closely in that conversation with Representative Rogers, uh, with bipartisan support. So this wasn't something that was just forced uh, down through one side of the aisle. This was uh, this was bipartisan support that then was met with a filibuster in the Senate. Um, I would say gambling. What do you think on that, Jackson? That's gambling. a nice that's a nice little Texas Friday parlay. Yeah, that's something we might get into tomorrow. But I would say gambling. Um, I may have missed it, but why are gaming machines lumped in with sports betting? That's from the six three six. It's not from a from a legislation standpoint. It's from I guess. Uh, I think it would be called the uh, package deal. Mm-hmm. Again, not principled, but rather a package deal. Uh, those who have ties to these gas station casinos, as we're just going to call them for the purpose of today's discussion, right. want those taken care of with the sports wagering. And when the sports wagering supporters wouldn't do that for the gas station casinos, the gas station casinos people uh, filibustered. And while a filibuster is going on, oftentimes behind closed doors, they're trying to work it out. You actually do have to stand on the floor and speak, uh, unlike in D.C. where you just go, I'm going to filibuster, and then you shut her down. Uh, In this case, uh, it was uh, Senator Hoskins who was just talking for, I believe, four hours. And then they said, okay, that'll do it, and we'll table this thing. And uh, Representative Rogers said the absolute earliest it could take place is next year. Now, some people say, no, I still think it can happen. They're still in session for two more weeks. Uh, but that is not the opinion of Representative Rogers, who said it is dead at least until next year. Your thoughts are welcome. 65780-65780. That is how you can get involved in the show. Uh, Dan McLaughlin is going to join us. We're going to have him on earlier this week. And I'm looking forward to getting his thoughts on what took place yesterday between the Cardinals and the Mets. Jackson, I don't know about gambling, but I know about predictions. Uh And what was said on Balloon Party yesterday at approximately 1047 and 30 seconds. That someone's going to get fired at. You better believe it, Jack. You better believe it, Jack. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, you kind of saw it coming, Uh, even though Chris Bassett, the Mets starter on Tuesday night, was talking about the fact that uh, he was irritated by the, the 
the balls being different each inning he would go out there and that's why guys are getting hit uh you just had the sense that somebody was going to take a shot and once the cardinals were up 10 to 5 in the eighth inning as ali marmol said even my four-year-old knew that this was coming and no Arnado knew it was coming the issue is how high it was that's the issue i don't i don't think i could be off the mark on this I don't I really don't think that he rages like he did if he just got hit in the butt. Right. Or even the lower back, which is certainly less pleasant. Uh but it's because of where it was. And that's that's the core issue. So uh, coming up, uh, Dan's going to join us uh, at 10:30. We'll play some of the sound um from the Cardinals and from the Mets. And if you can, and I know it's not easy to do, and I'm I'm actually going to have to try to to do this myself. Take the the St. Louis most likely, or most likely St. Louis, you know, at least some connections to the region, uh, and most likely a Cardinal fan, and take that out of it and view this if you can, like an impartial jury, and see where we come down on this because the Mets are confident they're right, the Cardinals are confident they're right. We'll play some of the sound from both uh, teams uh, who certainly were emotional following the game, managers, players, Pete Alonso taken down by Stubby Clap. That was a great victory for those of us in what we call the little people community <laughs> right uh and uh and then dan mclaughlin will give us his perspective that's coming up at 10 30 you are listening to balloon party on 101 espn we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn welcome back to mckernan with you for one hour as is the case here on balloon party action jackson on the ones and twos dan mclaughlin will join us on the brown and croup and celebrity line coming up at approximately 10 30 i said we would essentially attempt to try this case and attempt to if we can take uh, our loyalty to st louis our loyalty to the cardinals assuming that's where you're coming from if you're a mets fan or from new york or just anti-St. Louis, as is the case if you're from Kansas City, for whatever reason that's about. If we can't, we can just look at this from an impartial standpoint. Sure. Okay? Yep. Uh, and we'll play the audio. Uh, Jackson, you have the audio there. Who, who are we going to play first? Let's hear Ollie. Let's hear the Cardinal manager. Ollie, how does it shake up from your perspective in the bottom of the eighth there first pitch behind the side? I didn't love it at all. Do you think the way that it was done? I do. Entirely. Um, when you when you come up top like that and and jeopardize someone's career in life, yeah, I take exception to that. And uh, I don't think anyone in the big leagues appreciates getting thrown up top. Nolan has every right to uh, react the way he did and go after him, and we'll protect that. So that's Ali Mormal. And also, at some point in his postgame comments, he said even my four-year-old knew that it was coming. So I don't think anybody, that's where I am right now. I want to hear all the sound. Uh, And you can give your verdict as well once we hear all the sound, 65780. I don't think the Cardinals would have had an, it's tough to say because it's so results-oriented, but I don't think the Cardinals would have had an issue if he was hit in the butt. Right. Even the lower back, the leg. It's that they knew it was coming and then it was high. So that's, that's where he was coming from with his coming. What do we have next here, Action Jackson? Uh, since we heard Cardinal manager, let's hear Buck Showalter. All right, Mets manager Buck Showalter. I'll let them handle their players. I know our player got hit in the head and went to first base. Short and sweet from Buck. Okay. What I would say to that, and I would say this if Ali Marmol said it and the shoe were on the other foot, 
because I'm not running for office. I'm just not. I think people want me to run for office. I, that's that's the sense that I get. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I were five inches to two feet taller with a full head of hair and like a symmetrical head, I feel like I could get elected at least to like a city council spot and a municipality of 100 people or so. But when it comes to, uh, you know, a higher office, I am not going to be running. And therefore, I am giving you my honest opinion on the topic. And my honest opinion on the topic is the following. My honest opinion on the topic is Pete Alonzo didn't know he was going to get hit. And balls don't get thrown at guys' heads all that often. Uh, Arnado knew he was going to get hit. And that is why it irritated him that that went down the way that it did because there was intent. And that, to me, is what differentiates it. Jackson, what do we have next? Uh, the next one we have. Let's hear from Nolan Arnott. All right, here we go. Nolan Arnott. I think that's more the problem, yeah. That's the problem. Like, I get it. I get what's going on in this series, and it's part of the game, but a little high. Okay. Now let's go to... Pete Alonso. All right. I, I mean, getting domed up isn't isn't fun. It's obviously not safe. It's it's dangerous, and there's consequences whether it's on purpose or not. And we're going to stand up for ourselves. And I'm totally for standing up. Uh, I'm not just for standing up for myself. I'm I'm totally for standing up for teammates. But kind of what happened today, it just didn't make sense. The ball wasn't even close. Um, and I mean, that's and then it, it's. Something got started for for no reason. It wasn't even close. I know it's a five run ball game, but like we're we're trying to come back. It, to me, this the whole thing didn't even make sense. Is he saying that the ball on Arenado was not even close? Is that is that? I want to make sure I'm interpreting that correctly. Um, and I mean, that's and then it, it's something got started for for no reason. It wasn't even close. I know it's a five run ball game, but like we're we're trying to come back. It, to me, this the whole thing didn't even make sense. Yeah, I just have to, I just from a factual standpoint, I don't know how many, if you took 10 Major League Baseball players and showed them that video and asked them, is that close to his head? I think you're going to get a unanimous yes on that. So I have to disagree with that. I will agree with Pete Alonzo on you stand up for your teammates. That's fine. The issue is how high and tight it went. You can't do that. And if the Cardinals would have done that, I would have been saying the exact same thing. Uh, Dan McLaughlin is with us. Your thoughts are welcome on what you heard from um, Armal, from Showalter, from Arnato, and uh, from Pete Alonzo. And, Dan, you were on the call of it yesterday, and you got to witness the fireworks. What did you uh, think? Uh, I mean, that, how, is that even debatable that it was close? I don't think so. I, I did have a former player say to me uh, essentially what Pete Alonzo just said in real time which was interesting, and I, I didn't agree with it. I thought it was upstairs, and Arenado knew it was going to come. Yeah. Uh, we had kind of alluded to it on the broadcast, and the fact was when uh, Cabrera hit J.D. Davis and he's limping off the, the field and you've had what's taken place, and I think you got to have the full context of this. It's not only just in this series. I think there's frustration for the Mets. They lead the league in getting hit by pitches, and Alonzo's twice been hit in the head. Mm-hmm. So they're frustrated. So you knew who's coming up. Well, the first guy coming up, that's one of their best guys. It's Nolan Arenado. There is a way, though, that uh, whether you like it or not, and some people don't like it, some people think it's part of the game, doesn't matter. You knew it was probably going to come, and there's a way to do it. And when you hit a guy, 
in that spot, it never should be above the shoulders. I mean, you're talking about hitting him in the leg or hitting him on his backside, um, and then, you know, it's kind of like, all right, then it's done and you move on. But that's not what it was. Arenado felt it was coming, and in the school of thought that I'm talking about, I'm sure he felt, hey, it's got to be low. You you can't go, you know, you got to have better control. You can't be up there. And so I think that's where his frustration came from. Yeah. I, that makes sense? Oh, 100%. I, I, I follow everything. The only thing that I heard in that whole group of sound bites that I just was surprised by were Pete Alonso saying it wasn't wasn't close. That surprised me because I don't know. How, yeah. But I mean, it, it, to me, it looked it, it, again. I, I, my opinion was it was upstairs and it's coming mid 90s. So it's going to and you're probably skittish a little bit in the in the box anyway. If you're Arnado thinking that you're going to get hit. So you're a little jumpy and uh, and it's high. So, yeah, I, I can understand where where Nolan's coming from, too. So, yeah, exactly right. What you just said there. So let's say this is the top of the or bottom of the first inning, and it's game one of the series. And that is the first offering, and it's high and tight on Nolan Arnado. Does that happen? And the no. answer is no. Exactly. So with the context of what had transpired, Arnado is expecting it. And when it happens, and then it's there, he's like, okay, the message you just sent, which I expected, but now you've crossed the line because you went high and tight, and that's what caused the fireworks. Correct, and that's that's what uh, that's my interpretation of it. That's you know, and you got to read between the lines a little bit of what guys say, but then step back and just look at the reality of it, and that's the reality. I mean, you don't think he thought he was going to get hit? Of course, he probably hundred percent, yeah, man, or at least in the back of his mind, or you know, thinking about it. Of course, so um, yeah, when when the pitch comes a little bit high like that, yeah, it gets his attention, and he, and you know, obviously he was upset. Uh, is you were watching and calling that, uh, I, a few things stood out to me. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, I mean, he was, he was leading the charge. Uh, I mean, like a bat out of hell out of the dugout. You had, uh, Harrison Bader firing out there. I mean, the boys were ready to go. They were, um, but it's a typical baseball quote unquote brawl. Uh, this one was a little bit better than others, I guess, cause you had, Stubby hitting really good position there he on did. Pete Alonso. It was a form form yeah. tackle. Oh, that was great. It was uh, he had a little leverage there on on old Pete, but uh, <laughs> you know it's just a lot of you know guys getting back and forth. What I what I do think it does though is is these two teams uh, meet each other here shortly. It's not that far away, and things have a way of carrying over. So um, it, it adds a little bit more intrigue probably to the next series. But yeah, that was you know it was. I wasn't sure if they, when Arenado did what he did, I, I thought, okay, now we're gonna, now it's gonna happen. But you know, no one got hurt, and that's the main thing, and and move on, and um, you know, it sets up a little drama for the next series. Were you on the call? Uh, I think it was right around two thousand two or three, when uh, fan favorite Tino Martinez charged the mound against the Diamondbacks, Miguel Batista, and he Miguel Batista, and he launched his bat at him as he made his way toward the mound. Oh, yeah. I, I was on that one. Um, now, if you want a really good one. What do we got? It, well, it's the Reds. Reds and the oh, Cardinals. Oh, yeah. That was legit. That was legit. Now, that one, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're, get, now we're getting Jeff Supon crawling through people's <laughs> legs in a mass of humanity. That's my favorite part of that is, I mean, there's, there's Johnny Cueto kicking people. There's Roland in the middle of it. Chris Carpenter, they're, they're going up against the, the back uh, netting. 
and uh, and pushing that back. I mean, guys are getting after it, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, crawling through somebody's legs on all fours is Jeff Supon. Now that's baseball, baby. <laughs> Oh yeah, what uh, 2010 in Cincinnati, following Brandon, Brandon Phillips. Yeah, that's that's a that's an all timer. I mean, we both grew up uh, and the the Cardinals and the Mets. That was kind of what it was all about in '85. The Mets were in their own world in '86. How good they were, it wasn't much of a race. And then the Cardinals and Mets again in in '87. I don't know. I mean, they're only going to face each other what one more time, and that's in New York in a few weeks. Uh, is is this a burgeoning rivalry? Is this about the Cardinals, or as you said earlier, the Mets have been hit by a bunch of teams so far this year, and maybe that it's more about. I don't know. Well, I, I think it's certainly that there's frustration on the full season of and the, and the context of them getting hit as much as they have been hit. And they had an issue with the Nationals earlier this year, and I think benches cleared in that series as well. Um, and in terms of it being a rivalry, I think it's always going to be one because of what happened in the 80s. It's not going to get to that level because you're not playing each other 18 times. Yeah. You know, if you had 18 or 19 games uh, head-to-head, yeah, man, I mean, this this carries over all year. But when when you only see each other, uh, you know, six times, seven times, if if you play a team outside your division, it it just doesn't have that same feel. But that's why when I look at with Milwaukee or even, you know, lesser teams this year, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, you're going to have rivalries and things will happen just because you face each other so much. I think the the big thing that I'm seeing right now is is the baseball itself. You know, when when you have Chris Bassett who just you know had uh, what six seven innings of scoreless baseball and gave up two hits and is complaining about the ball, you got a problem. I mean, I was like, well, I, I get that he's maybe a little frustrated with the baseball, but I'm like, you, you just shoved. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you just pitched great against the Cardinals, and guys are talking about the ball. And that's a problem, you know, and, and people don't want the stickiness um, on the, the spider tack on the fingers of, of pitchers. And I completely understand that because spin rates, it's quantifiable. I mean, you, you can look at spin rates and see that these guys are using it. However, there has to be some type of at least a, an aid to grip the ball because these guys are throwing so hard. And if they throw so hard, you're going to get one up and in. You're going to get one in the in the ribs. You might get hit in the head. Now, the other day with Alonzo, it hit him on the helmet with a changeup. So you got to understand that he wasn't trying to hit him. Um, but th- th- that's a problem, I think, right now with baseball for sure. Yeah, and also the balls uh, traveling. Uh, Paul DeYoung, who, who clearly is off to a slow start so they far. They aren't th- traveling. Th- th- <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- I, that ball in the ninth, I think it was the ninth and two nights ago. I don't know what you thought. I know you're you're you know guiding it off the what the outfielders doing, but off the bat, watching it on Valley Sportsman West, I thought that thing was yard right away, and it died. It died on the track, but I thought that thing was was long gone. What are you observing with uh, some with some balls in the bat off the bat? Well, excuse me. I would say that I started to really notice it um, in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and so the Cardinals now have not hit a home run in seven consecutive games. Uh, I, I never, th- I, <clears throat> I never thought I would go to Cincinnati and, yeah. and not see a home run in three days. I didn't see a home run for either side, and so that that is alarming. And there were balls that were hit that you can tell by the swing, the sound, uh, trajectory that you think that's gone. And 
there was probably three or four at least in that series. And by the way, it was warm. And by the way, wind was really blowing out hard to left, which usually that's not the case there. It's just, it's kind of still and guys are, you know, it's a bandbox. Guys are hitting home runs. And then in this series with the Mets, um, Alonzo had one, Lindor had one, Goldie had one, Arenado had one, um, uh, DeYoung's I thought would have been close, um, and, and they're just not leaving. And then I went back and I looked at uh, some of the numbers. And so with two of the, the the ones that I'm talking about, they were 99 miles an hour or better off the bat with over uh 25-degree launch angle. So normally if you have that combination, the ball is gone. And it's it's a home run. And it's not right now. So something's going on with the balls. And um, I, I was talking to some folks in Cincinnati uh, connected with the Cardinals, and it was one of the things that they were talking about too. Is is just it, it it's just not it's just not moving, man. It's it's just seems like it, you hit it and it just dies on the vine. It's it's like the it's like a changeup coming out of an outfielder. It's crazy. Yeah, it is uh, amazing. And too. the numbers, by the way, are way down, Tim, across the board. Major League Baseball. I'm sure you've seen it, but average slug, all that stuff. It's average. Like, Two thirty one. Two thirty one. This was as of two days ago. I read Joel Sherman's piece. I don't know if you saw that in New York Post about now valuing batting average more, which kind of uh, went out of style. And the team average around baseball was two thirty one. How about that? That's an all time low by a substantial margin. Yeah, that would even be if it's if it sticks for the year. That would be the lowest even beyond nineteen sixty eight, the year of the pitcher. So. Um, you got an issue, no, no question. Hey, one final one for you, Dan. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, there about Paul DeYoung just because I did think he had a home run two nights ago, and clearly he is under the microscope and off to a slow start, uh, and that uh, is carrying over. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on with, with DeYoung? Is there anything that you guys see or when you're with uh, Brad Thompson or Jim Edmonds or talking around the organization about what's going on there? Because certainly the Cardinals want it to work out. They value his defense. He's under contract. But uh, so far, he has struggled. Well, I think the one thing that they don't want to see is him become defeated. And if you uh, talk to Paul, he, he would tell you, you know, last year, and I, I've had long visits with him, he, he talked about that, Mentally, he just was defeated. You know, I mean, it was very, very tough for him and trying to figure it out and and get right. So I, I don't think, obviously, they want that to happen, and they're going to be very careful with that. And I think at this point now, you're going to try to find some matchups that you feel are um, beneficial for him instead of playing him every day, potentially. Now you could have a situation where Ali says, hey, you know, we gave you a little run here. It's not happening, so let's find – the right spots to try to get you on track. And I, I think maybe going forward we would see that and maybe a little bit of Sosa and maybe give him a run. And if he takes off with it, then, you know, you got to play Sosa. So it's early, obviously, yeah. um, and people don't want to hear that, and they're they're frustrated. And I, I understand that from the fan perspective. But I think they're paying him $6 million this year and $9 million next year. And so, like you said, there's a lot wrapped up in that. But you got to start seeing some type of production for Paul. There's no no question about it. Meanwhile, Nolan Gorman with two more home runs last night at Memphis. He's at eight on the season. How about that? And I think his first six or seven, I think it was seven, all were solo home runs. So his RBI total hasn't <laughs> been what you would think for a guy that's popping the ball all over the place. Um, his strikeout rate, though, has been a little bit high. And so that's something to remember because that yeah. will impact, you know, when he makes that jump to the big leagues, and it's sooner rather than later, I would think, with this kind of start, is, you know, you're, you're, you're now at a different level, and these guys are so good um, that that strikeout 
and and lack of contact will will rear its ugly head. So you got to be careful about that. Yep, the home runs are great. Don't get me wrong. And this club could use a little pop right now. Started out well. It's just been quiet here recently, yesterday notwithstanding. But um, got to be careful a little bit with the strikeout rate and look at the full body work of what he's putting together. Dan McLaughlin with us here on 101 ESPN. Always good to catch up with him. Uh, and Dan will be on the call tonight of the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks on Valley Sports Midwest. Dan, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. All right, buddy. There you soon. All right, man. Dan Thanks, McLaughlin Dan. with us here on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We will take a commercial break, come back with more here. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. The program is known as Tim and Boy? More on sports. That's right. 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan with you here. Action Jackson on the ones and twos. We will take you to the top of the hour. And then you have BK and Ferrario from 11 to 2. The Fast Lane from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Brad Thompson, Jamie Rivers, and Anthony Stalter with you. I'm sure they'll be talking about the wagering news. Uh, I'm getting all kinds of uh, people responding to the wagering news. You heard that sound if you were listening at the very beginning with regards to it dying last night in the Missouri Senate. And per the guest we had on TMA earlier this morning, uh, Representative Wes Rogers, it is dead in Missouri. And the reason is not people uh, having a moral obligation to it. Uh, They want the gas station casinos, Mm -hmm. i.e. those little machines, to remain in place. Mm -hmm. I don't know about your experience, Jackson, but uh, when I'm uh, intoxicated in Las Vegas uh, at uh, 3 in the morning, I... uh, tend to uh, lose substantial amounts of money when I'm playing the little machines. Yeah, those are never, uh, that's not the best place to be. It's not where I would invest. No, no. Per se. I, I, you know, I try to get a good line, try to get a read on the game, or maybe a little blackjack, video game, video poker, video gambling, not my thing. Uh, guys, Gorman is hitting 349 with 10 home runs, and people are complaining about his strikeout rate. Baseball nerds are the worst. That's from the 314. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, listen, here, here, here's what it gets down to, okay? They're not going to pull the plug on Paul DeYoung because of his contract. And that'll wrap her up. I, I mean, I can I can fill the – how would you like to spend the next 15 minutes? Because that'll wrap it up. There's no need to do any smoke and mirrors. That's it. That's the truth. And, you know, I'm not going to uh, play slap and tickle with the audience. Nope. That's, that's the real reason. Uh, I don't want to say that I – like it, but I will also say I understand it, sure. but I don't like it. And my reasoning for not liking it is this is not limited to the month of April. So, yes, if one were to base a conclusion on three weeks of baseball, I would disagree. But if one were to disregard two plus years of baseball, I also would disagree. Sure. And that's my issue with the DeYoung situation. It, and like I said, when we were talking with Dan about the, the baseball, the actual ball itself not traveling, I thought he went yard two nights ago. So he's going to still have his home runs here and there. But also, as Dan said, is you know he can't get too down on himself because then it's going to compound. He did have a good spring. Uh, it just You can't trot out an offense when you're playing legitimate competition. And I keep going back to it, but it's a real thing. They're going back to playing the quadruple-A portion of their schedule. And then people go, look at the offensive numbers. Look at the offensive numbers when they play the teams that are actually going to be in the mix for the playoffs and how they fare. And overall, that is when the offensive issues come to light. 
Molina is what Molina is, and you tip your cap and you know the situation. I don't think anybody has a problem right. with it. But DeYoung one is the one that irritates people. And when DeYoung and Molina are both having the problems that they're going to have offensively, then that really leverages the other seven spots in the lineup. And that, against good teams, is going to cause problems. That is my campaign platform. Uh, Tim, Pete Alonzo bragging about his ability to put someone in the hospital is just to cover his saltiness about getting tackled by a man half his size. That's from the 314. Uh, I'd like to play some slap and tickle with Jackson. That's from the 636. Jackson, you can take that number down and that's an opportunity for you. What you do after the show is up to you, but I will. I want you to know this. I will support you. Uh, just like Albert hitting righties. No, it's been six years of data. He can't hit freaking righties. DeYoung can't hit anybody. That's from the 618. Uh, DeYoung has a paltry contract and is not the reason Gorman is still in Memphis. Gorman clearly has contact issues. So we have a contract in the first part of the sentence, contact Mm. issues. Mm. Um, yeah, what I, I again, DeYoung's doing, unfortunately, this isn't, this isn't alarming to me, and I would imagine people who've been watching the Cardinals aren't necessarily super surprised by it, but I would have been stunned if the Cardinals were saying he is no longer our shortstop before the calendar flipped to May. It, it, but, but that's coming from an understanding going into the year that that was a point of consternation this offseason, that the Cardinals were going to ride with Paul DeYoung. Why were they going to ride with Paul DeYoung? Was it really because they had faith that he could regather what he had had been out of the gate in his career? Or was it because, well, we're tied up with the money, nobody wants him, and so we're going to publicly support him because we don't have any choice? Right. So that is what I believe we are witnessing. So, again, you can understand it without liking it, and that's the category I fall into. And maybe you don't understand it, and if that's the case, as I said at the outset regarding opinions on gambling, I shall respect your opinion even if I disagree. Uh, don't forget to break, jackass. That's from the 636. <laughs> Doing some texting, producing. <laughs> don't forget to break, jackass. Can we give a text of the day on that one? Yeah, we'll give it on multiple. I'd like to spend an evening with, uh, I don't know what the, the demographic, I can picture what I, I could probably yeah. pinpoint the demographic, sure. but uh, I don't know the demographic. Um, I want your sex. That's from the 314, Jackson. I think that was directed Toward you. With regards to the brawl, I'd appeared as if the ump and catcher escalated more as it appeared that even though Nolan was mouthing, he was stepping back into the box until they got in front of him. Your thoughts? Uh, I think what escalated it was both teams had some players who just flew out of the dugouts, right, and that's what got it going. But as, as Dan said, and it's a kind of a running joke regarding baseball brawls, uh, it's it's a standard thing where guys just kind of like run into it's almost like Red Rover. Yeah, it you is. Know, you just run into each other, yeah. and that's what winds up happening. You don't expect punches to be thrown. I have a question in general. As I am taking questions. Balls. Go ahead. Do we really need the bullpens to come out and, and join the festivities? I mean, it just seems like it's not the – it's weird, isn't it? From a it? logic standpoint, the answer is no, but from an optic standpoint, the answer is right. yes. I get it. It'd be weird, but it's also weird to like – the brawl starts, and then like like Gallegos yesterday, vaulting over the bullpen to go run in and like just like hold like w- when they get there, they're like, okay, like who can I hold back? And when there's no one to I hold back, I was worried there was going to be a cardiac arrest situation with I think it was the Mets bullpen coach or bullpen catcher who was <laughs> doing his damnedest to get in there to stand, 
and he was running out of the bullpen. Oh, boy, oh boy. Right. This isn't. This is this is a bad idea. And, genes. In, and in another situation too, it's like if I'm in the bullpen, either a bullpen catcher or a guy who doesn't get many innings, and I see that this is happening, I'm like, oh, you got to. I got to go run out there and do this again. Like this is. It just seems odd to me. Uh, Jackson Geo Gallegos is the man for climbing the fence and making the mad dash towards the fracas. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. Like, it's cool to write that buzzy headline, but in all seriousness, did he like? Was he needed? If Gallegos was sat in the bullpen, and done nothing, or go to the bathroom, would anything have changed? Everybody knew what was about to happen. Right. The only issue with the whole thing was the pitch was high and tight. Right. And I got to tell you something here. This is this is where I this is why I take the Cardinal side on. It. It has nothing to do with being from St. Louis. Dead serious. I can present a variety of sets of circumstances over the last however many years uh, I've been doing radio and television where I'm like, yeah, like the infield fly rule thing in Atlanta. The Braves got banged on that, you know? Right. And here it's like, well, that was the deal. Can you imagine if St. Louis was on the receiving end of that? Um, so so I call it how I see it. If, if the Cardinals threw high and tight at Pete Alonso and it was the Cardinals who had hit all that time, and when you knew it was coming... I'd be like, man, that's kind of dirty. Right. You can't do that. Sure. I get them thrown at them, but you can't go high and tight. That's the issue. That's the only issue. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more here on Balloon Party. This is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party. Final segment. Uh, somebody was mad that so would your grandma think has disappeared. It hasn't disappeared. I said to Jackson, I said, I could only hear from the Spurs, not the Tottenham Hot variety, uh, so many times a week. So I said, let's see if we go one time a week on so would your grandma think. Make it a little treat for the listeners. Yeah, a special Friday treat. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and somebody texted in, Tim, right here, Tim, big Braves fan here. Thank you for the support. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily support re- with regards to me saying I'm going to give you my opinion, whether it's popular or not in St. Louis, but that's what I honestly think. Uh, I'd be curious what other opinions, Jackson, I don't know if you have any, and I know we're probably operating on short times, so just tell me when i got to shut up. Sure. Uh, opinions that you hold that you know you'd be in a uh, minority in St. Louis on. Hmm. Well, I understand, for example, why Stan Kroenke moved, and okay. I don't blame him from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. The way he handled it, and then the way they tried to play cloak and dagger, was at a level of incompetence and malice that I hadn't seen. Sure. So there, you can have both those opinions hold true. Uh, what, what do you got? You got one? It's probably going to have something to do with the association, I yeah, assume, I mean, just because that's a default click position. I prefer basketball over hockey. That it'll, oh, that, God in heaven. That's a, oh, that, God in heaven. I think that would fall in that category. BK and Ferrario are going to be reading texts that were left for you. Yeah, well, enjoy them. <laughs> you can heat them up if you want. They got too cold. Uh, Tim, Alonzo versus O'Neal in a hockey fight. Who you got? I don't know. That'd be good entertainment, though. I think Pete Alonzo, isn't he considerably taller than Tyler O'Neill? Tyler O'Neill's not the tallest. Yeah, you know what? He's also a taller than Stubby Clap. Well, yeah. that's a. But when Stubby gets you in the form tackle, everyone knows clear out. Uh, let's see. Uh, be cool if what, so what your grandma said wasn't about the NBA, because you know St. Louis is in an NBA town. LOL. Take that, Jackson. Yeah, Take rock that. solid text. <laughs> We give an award for that one. I've given sure. up like three awards. Text of the segment, I guess, is now. Um, yes, I don't know. I'm trying to think about what other, but it's probably 11 o'clock. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. I got to go. I got to go. But I, I, I'm sure I have a number of opinions that wouldn't necessarily be, 
you know. I'm not sure about downtown being a necessity to reason. And I'm a guy who lived in downtown for like four years. I'm like, oh, everything's got to be downtown. I don't know if it necessarily does. I'm not saying I'm anti-downtown. I'm just saying I think it might be dogma. That's what I'm saying. It might be something that you don't necessarily need. You know, Phoenix grows like crazy. Their downtown's nothing. It's well, kind of Scottsdale at this point. I don't know. I'm sure I've got some things. Maybe I'll think about it. Maybe I. Maybe maybe that. Maybe tomorrow will be unpopular take. Friday, mm. just to really start the weekend up with some psychological damage. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, all right, BK and Ferrari up next. We're already in their time. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McCurden. This has been Bloom Party. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.